0: The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. I, okay, let's let's actually clarify that. Am I allowed to curse on this? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, see, that's the that's that's like the number
1: one question. It's like, oh, people on podcast, Oh, can I can I curse? It's like, oh yeah, sure. I mean, I'm playing Pearl Jam music on it, so I mean, anything goes. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I'll. Right. I don't think I'll get in trouble for for uh, for somebody saying "fuck" before I'll get in trouble for playing Pearl Jam music. Although I am doing it for review purposes, which is under the fair use uh, aspect of copyright. So, right, exactly. Suck it, Trump. I don't know. Wow. Welcome to season one, episode four of the Better Band podcast, hosted by Brandon Palomo. An all encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Yes this is Brandon. Hey now. Uh we are here I don't I don't know why I say we, it's just me, but I'm here today with what? Kevin.
0: Hello. Hello. Hi, Kevin. I'm not actually there, but I am not I'm not actually there, but I am here. Oh it's all on the internet. It's all
1: together in some ethereal Ethernet space.
0: Yeah, what we're all connected, man. We're all one.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, wait,
0: no. You're. Uh, where and, and where are you right now, Kevin? Right now, I am in a hotel in Foxborough, Massachusetts, um, doing an installation for my company. But I am normally of Bad Reichenhall, Germany. Javol. Yeah, my name. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Dachshund, uh, Wienerschnitzel, uh, Bavarian pretzel. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, if that counts close enough. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Oh, German shepherd. There we go. German chocolate German, cake. German. You know, funny thing about that. That isn't the same German. What? There's more. Is that, is that an East West thing or, no, we
0: uh, no 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 german chocolate cake the german is spelled with two n's because it's named after the person who wrote the recipe really not the country so, G- yeah. so
1: germany's not all about whatever kind of quote unquote chocolate cake abomination that
0: thing is no no and in fact germans would probably send that straight to the gas chambers <laughs> if they knew about it okay we're editing that no joke. <laughs>
1: we're here to talk about Pearl Jam today, and we're going to talk about the song Why Go? Why not? <laughs> I don't have anything else. Yeah. You don't have to laugh. You don't have to humor me. Before we get started, Kevin, I have to ask you a question. When did you first hear of Pearl Jam?
0: Um, I first heard of Pearl Jam in the absolute most like generic nerd way possible i saw jeremy on mtv how is that a nerd way a nerd way would be
1: reading a math book or something and they say <laughs> well, how I'm, many strings I'm, of
0: jeff Ament's 12 string bass uh no i don't know well no i just i feel like if you're going to be on like a pearl jam podcast you should be one of these guys who like saw shows in a bar with mookie Blaylock back in 1989 or something and I'm not. Like, I'm I'm completely a mainstream fan. I discovered them on MTV. I bought their albums when they were famous. Like, a, my my interaction with Pearl Jam, as much as they're absolutely my favorite band, and I love them, has always been... Com- like, I've never been the, like, deep dive, like, you're not a true fan if you don't do this kind of Pearl Jam fan. I've always been just this this mainstream band, because in my mind, they're a mainstream band. Ah.
1: I don't know how to trans I don't know how to uh segue out of that, so that's why I said oh, <laughs> Damn it. Bad <laughs> podcasting, Brandon. No, that's okay. Everybody has their own Pearl Jam Journey, Pearl Germ Germ Jeremy, Jer-, Jer-, Jer Jeremy. There we go. There. I, I linked it back. But yeah. uh <clears throat> so uh you've you've seen them in concert then,
0: right? I have. I actually followed them in concert with you. What? Yeah. Do you remember that? We were really drunk, so I don't know if you remember. <laughs> yes, I do remember that because we actually do know each other in real
1: life and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was um, It was the... Uh, what was the name of that tour? It was, it was After around- Yield... It was, it was the album now? that came out in 02. No, no, no. It was the one that came out in 02. It was the one with the Bush League. Riot Right Riot Act. Riot Act. It was the Riot Act Tour. And we joined up with them in Mountain View and saw the Mountain View show, two Irvine shows, a San Diego show, and the Vegas show.
1: Yes, and how long did it take us to uh, see all those shows? Six nights. <laughs> yep. And what did we have to... And and, uh, then after that, we just went home, right? We uh, went home and relaxed?
0: (laughs) Sadly, no. (laughs) We went to Lovelock, Nevada and played a high school graduation. Yeah! (laughs) Poorly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We did pretty good. We did okay. Yeah,
0: okay. We did okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. We did okay.
1: I mean, it's not like we... (laughs) were super badass like the time that we played against uh some high school bands in a battle of the bands when we were (laughs) adults yeah we owned those high schoolers (laughs) yeah we should have bought some of them beer just to be fully bad (laughs) influences giving them cigarettes yeah here you go kids this is what rock and roll is really about. Now we're going to go back and <laughs> n- n- not touch any women.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, at least. And if I remember, no. cor- <laughs> yeah. And if I remember correctly, our guitar player um, threatened to sue that high school over our prize money. <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because we we did talk about like whether we wanted to really win right like afterwards we we're kind of like uh, yeah. you know what we didn't know it was going to be like this <laughs> maybe yeah. we should uh just be like uh we we weren't really uh uh here to compete we're just here to entertain right
0: yeah no we we discussed that but then other brandon um, yeah, he, he sent them a threading
1: letter for our fries. Nothing in the rule says a dog can't play. So guess what? <laughs> yeah. We win. Give us the money. We'll give it back to you. But cause we gave yeah. it to like their senior class or the theater department or something. We gave it to their senior yeah. class. Uh, at least we did something right. <laughs> Yeah,
0: not much, but something.
1: So anyway, uh, we're talking about why go. So why don't we listen to a little bit of that, Kevin? And okay. um, some drums are going to
0: play. What do you have to say about drums, Kevin? Um, well, in our great band, I was the drummer. And so drums are like my thing. Um... And the thing that I noticed about the drums is I was so used to listening to bootleg live versions, like the later versions, the Matt Cameron versions of this, and I I didn't realize until I went back and listened to the the track on 10 how flat the drums seemed um, compared to Matt Cameron's version. And and I went, um, Brandon actually played for me a live version from 92 when David Bruzi uh, Prozizi was drumming and it's a little better you know it's a little more lively but just this Dave Kruzan version not that Dave Cruisen's a bad drummer that he's taking a bad take on this but the drums just are so flat and it takes I feel like so much out of the song energy wise that you don't get when it's live
1: we did uh, I remember for this song I remember the group that we would play with every once in a while, uh arch they uh they covered the song, and when they did it, I was just kind of like, "Oh man, I wish we were
0: good. <laughs> I wish we could play a song like that <laughs> yeah. well the, I mean the the core the reason why Go is such a great song is that it's really just drum and bass. Mm-hmm. Like the the core of it is just this driving Jeff Ament and Jeff Ament got the writing credit on it as well. And I think that, that it it was really just like this kick-ass bass riff that he came up with. And then Ed threw some lyrics on it and the guitar players did their thing. But like, it's, it's such a simple idea of you just take a really kick-ass bass line and, you know, some good lively drums and you've got a hit in theory.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the uh at the music for it since I have the uh the Pearl Jam Anthology tab book and it does mm-hmm. look really easy to play. <laughs> I don't when, I don't know why we didn't ever
0: try to play it. I think I, I I can say for me that I always had this kind of I always felt like Pearl Jam was off limits. Like I had this like reverence mm-hmm. for them, like like we would never be as good or produce as good a version as they w- could and did, so we just didn't try. We did cover some of their songs though. Yeah, Lucan. We did Wish List like...
1: and uh, MFC. Did-
0: when did we do MFC? I don't, I remember doing wishlist when we played in like your mom's garage. Yeah, we didn't, it didn't really carry over, but we did,
1: uh, uh, we did MFC. We, we rearranged the, uh, the beginning of it. Don't you remember like we kind of started with the, uh, a variation of the, uh, of the chorus, I think. Instead of oh, the, yeah. uh, instead of the, uh, beginning riff. And then we, we had the beginning yeah. riff then at the, uh, At the end, which it does in the normal song, but I kind of had a, it gave it a different flavor.
0: I vaguely remember that. We drank a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, in
1: general, yeah. So, um, there's also the, uh, uh, the Redux that came out for their, uh, when they re released the album and took away a lot of reverb they did
0: they did, but I still don't feel like they took enough out of the bass I feel like both of the 10 mixes the bass is too washy um the live versions there's almost no effect on the bass if you go to like um any of the modern bootlegs you know from 2016 2014 you'll get a baseline that's almost all bass there's no effect on it <clears throat> And just me personally, I, I kind of prefer that. Um, because it, it makes that that really fat bass line stand out, whereas I feel like it, it washes out and kind of falls behind the guitars in the 10 mix. Although, when you get to this part, uh, where Mike just starts this solo, God, there's nothing like an 80s hair metal solo. And it's just like... It just ah, so much energy. I love that as as a as a kid who grew up on Guns and Roses, man that <laughs> <laughs> that that epic eighties hair metal solo. Yeah, they, they the,
1: the the first album is is just a whole lot more sort of what what sort of was quote unquote grunge, but a lot of just the standard rock and roll at the time. And I think, I think that why go is one of the more straightforward just, you know, you listen to it and it's like, Oh, that's a, that's a rock song. That's not really alternative or anything except for maybe some of like the lyrical sort of themes and content and everything.
0: Yeah. And that was what I remember. Um, and the, in the 10 era, as I was becoming a fan was the thing that, that really, when people talked about Pearl Jam being an alternative band, they weren't talking about, you know, the music cause they were very much sort of fitting the form mm-hmm. and the genre. They were talking about the lyrics and Ed's delivery. And, and to that point, the lyrics in this song are, you know, they the, Ed's really—he's taken a story that not a lot of people, I imagine, can relate to. You know, a story of a girl who's locked up against her will by her parents and a doctor um, for some perceived mental illness, and that's a story that you know not a lot of people—I mean, a, a fair number of people—but I wouldn't say anywhere near a majority of people can relate to that. But what Ed sort of distilled that down to is this idea of being abandoned by your family and by your parents and, and not having a home to go back to. And that's something I feel like everyone can relate to. And, and that was the thing that, that, you know, the reason Pearl Jam stood apart from a lot of the grunge bands was that relatability in the lyrics and in Ed's delivery of them. Yeah,
1: I think I hear that it was based on a true story, like a it was a uh, a story like in a newspaper that uh, that Jeff saw or, saw, or that somebody saw. And then uh like there was a girl who parents caught that she, who caught her with some drugs or something like that and then they had her institutionalized. And um <clears throat> you know the the first lyrics of the song she scratches a letter into a wall made of stone. Um, maybe someday mm-hmm. another child won't feel alone as she does. So that that is like a sort of yeah. what you're talking about—the trying to relate to others from a place of your own isolation and your own just feeling alienated from the world yeah. and everything.
0: Yeah, and and as Gen X, you know, we're the we're yeah. the abandoned generation. We're the latchkey kids, you know, and so that was something. That was something that that Pearl Jam was at the sort of cutting edge of mm-hmm. writing music for us for this generation.
1: Was there uh, anything else about this song that that uh, that you wanted to say in tribute to it, or? Um. Yeah the
0: the sing along chorus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, is I mean it's. It's something that as you go through these songs, Brandon, you're probably going to run into a lot because Pearl Jam is (laughs) the king of sing-along choruses. Well, I think like any sort of song that
1: has like a real chorus and like repeats and stuff like that. I mean, people are going to sing along to it. I I think one of the things that that really springs up with the song is that when they play it live, you'll know that everybody just like – just the beginning, just like, yeah, 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 just out of nowhere that, Mm -hmm. you know, they just start doing in concerts and Eddie does that and everybody just does it back like, yeah, and it just brings everybody together. And just a bunch of those random things, the rules that you have to do when you're seeing them in concerts, like when you're going to a Rocky horror picture show and you got to throw around a toast and call somebody Mm -hmm. a, I don't know. I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I just... Yeah, I've I've never... People throw toast. That's
0: all I know. I thought that was something with the room where you're supposed to bring a football or something. I
1: think you you throw spoons, I know, in the room. Yeah. And maybe you You, say high or No, plastic spoons. Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) Nobody's throwing around real silverware. That'll, like, cause some head injuries.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, there is there is definitely and it's it's universal. I saw Pearl Jam in Sydney back in twenty fourteen, they played Big Day Out, and it was epic, and every Pearl Jam show is different, but from an audience perspective, it was exactly the same as seeing them in the US. Mm-hmm. Every everybody knew exactly the right callbacks. Everyone knew the songs. It was absolute I mean, and it was in in the sense that Pearl Jam fans are a family or jamily, if you will. <laughs> um <laughs> No.
1: No Okay,
0: anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> the it, it it was the same it was the same experience. You know, you, you got down there in the crowd and you know, it was like you've known these people all your life. And the only thing you had in common was Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a cool thing. And I feel like songs like Why Go and that one, the relatability of the lyrics, and two the the way they've crafted a song that people can sing back to them, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they use the, the, the simple lyrics in the course. Not simple, but uh a simile for simple that I can't think of. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't even been drinking for shame yet. Yeah, but I English is hardly my first language anymore, man. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> it's still your first language. It might not be your
1: primary language. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think that about does it. How about how about you, Kev? Do you think that we
0: that we yeah. did an okay job? Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think that um I can't say enough good things about Jeff's bass groove in Mm -hmm. this and about Mike's epic solo. Those are the two things I think at at the end of the day, if you wanted to, to distill why go down to two things, those would be it. Agreed. Or I could say I would have to be wrong with you, but
1: that's, that's, that's for another time. That's if you listen, (laughs) if you listen to my last podcast, you'll hear that story me talking with Harry. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. So thank, thanks for coming on, Kevin. And, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. have you back. We'll talk about Pearl jam
0: shoot some more and yeah, absolutely. And, and we've, we've at some point got to see a Pearl jam show together again. Yeah.
1: Oh, Hey, maybe, uh, you, you're in Boston. I mean, those Boston shows. Yeah. that uh, Right. That was that going on. Uh,
0: yeah, that yeah, I um had to work strangely. I was the show was at like what 6:30 is is when the doors open and I was in Foxborough, which is an hour drive away until 5:30 in work clothes and I didn't have a ticket. So, <laughs> uh I guess that does kind of make it hard when you don't have tickets for things. I mean, I could have gone up there and and Traded my iPhone for one. I guess I don't know, but you probably. can it's a work iPhone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Pff, I just lost it. There you go. Yeah.
0: Huh? It's what strange. Do you mean someone's just... making calls on
1: it. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, just say, "Oh, I lost it," and then, uh, you know, just whoever you traded it to, just call the cops on them. And be like, "Oh, hey." <laughs> that's probably not Kurt. Yeah. No, no, no that cool. leaves a paper trail then when you uh, get in trouble at work <laughs> that, that leaves you evidence. Know. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks. Thanks again for it, being on Kevin. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll let you finish.
0: No, that was it. That was it. And you're very welcome, Brandon. I look forward to doing this again.
1: You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash the Podcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I am on Twitter at BrandENP. And you can send your emails to BetterBandPod at gmail.com and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Kevin Lassard, And as always, this is Brandon saying, Being popular is the most important thing in the world.